0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name's Kyle. Tonight, Wednesday evening, January 10th, we're going to be doing our wild card preview, the first round of the NFL playoffs. It's going to be just a quicker live stream tonight. I almost uh, decided just to upload a video, but we went with the live stream anyway. So uh, we're going to hop into a screen share here, and I'm just going to break down uh, what I'm looking at over uh, on DraftKings and, and some of the things on my site here. But uh, interesting slate of games this week. We have uh, the first game being Cleveland at the Houston Texans. The Cleveland Browns on the road here favored by two and a half points, 44 and a half total implied in this one. Uh, and uh, it's, it should be a fun game. I think this game being in Houston is a fun little wrinkle here. These two teams played together not too long ago, and uh, CJ Stroud did not play in that game. So it's almost like none of that even matters. Nico Collins is healthy as well. Texans uh, looking to uh, to kind of put some stamp on some things here. So I like the Texans uh, here quite a bit. Let's look at the practice reports. I just want to see who's in and who's out, what's going on here. Uh, for the Cleveland Browns. back-to-back days DNP for Amari Cooper. Something to keep an eye on. I don't think he's 100% healthy. Um, I mean, he finished the season really strong with Joe Flacco. I'm assuming he's going to be out there, but probably not 100% healthy right now. Uh, and then no, the, the kicker is not going to play. Dustin Hopkins, they'll have their backup kicker in there, and then we'll see about Cedric Tillman. So they might be down Cedric Tillman with a concussion injury. Otherwise, everything else looks okay. Some guys just getting some rest here on Tuesday. Uh, but definitely be aware of what's going on with Amari Cooper. Let me click into Houston, see who's in, who's out. Um got a couple guys DNP on both days here. Noah Brown still not practicing with that back injury. Uh, A bunch of defensive ends here not practicing. Will Anderson, Jonathan uh, Greenard, and Jerry Hughes. Um, But otherwise, for fantasy offense, it looks pretty good here for Houston. We'll just have to monitor Noah Brown. And then, um, yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure which one is going to be the way to bet in this game, I kind of want to think Houston's going to cover the spread two and a half, but uh, we'll click into some things here and see what they're projecting here on drafting I just want to look at the touchdown scores here. They're giving Devin Singletary and Nico Collins the best odds for a touchdown in this game at plus 105. So those two are interesting. Jerome Ford at plus 130, he's the top brown to score. And then Kareem Hunt, actually not too far behind here at plus 140. And then there's Amari Cooper. So we'll, we'll watch for the health of Amari Cooper here. That might rise if you wanted to buy that earlier. You know, that that could go up to maybe plus 115, plus 125, something like that. Um, but uh, otherwise joke I, I kind of like Najoko in this one if we look back at that game Browns Texans let's go ahead and look at that game from a few weeks ago I'm gonna go over to here this was on December 24th New Year's Eve game Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans let's look at it a little bit in detail Joe Flacco threw two uh, th- th- two interceptions he also threw three touchdowns here they did win the game 36 to 22 Houston you know kind of came back at the end but it wasn't enough um, Jerome Ford 15 for 25 and a touchdown Kareem hunt seven for 11. So the Texans really stuffed the running game here, 30 carries for 54 yards and they did get two touchdowns, but no run game for the Browns in that game. And that was the Amar Cooper game 11 for 265 and two David Njoku six for 44 and one. Uh, as long as those two guys are out there, this team should move the ball, but curious. We'll see if the rushing game can get going this time. Uh, Davis Mills didn't play well, but he did throw for two touchdowns. Case Keenum came in and he also threw two interceptions Uh, Or maybe Case Kingdom started. I can't remember. Singletary did okay. Nine for 44. Davis Mills, two for nine, whatever. Uh, Nice Dalton Schultz game, eight for 61. But as I mentioned, Nico Collins, I think this was his first game back, four for 18 and a touchdown. Uh, But clearly Houston, not 100% here. But man, I I think there's momentum for Houston. The Browns didn't play their starters last week. Uh, Maybe Houston is the team to look at. So kind of interested there. Uh, We'll move on. And that's the first game on Saturday. Let's move on to the next game on Saturday. And we're looking at the Dolphins versus the Chiefs here. The Chiefs are four and a half point favorites on the at home, 44 implied in this one. We'll look at the practice reports real quick and see what's going on here. Kansas City basically arrested all their guys last week, so they should be in good shape. Uh, I'm looking for anybody on offense. Pacheco, full practice. We know he's had concussion and, and hamstring, I think shoulder issues all season long. Noah Gray looks fine. Rashi Rice is back. Everybody's basically on full practice here um so kansas city in good shape here we'll watch for Kadarius tony but he's not really much of a factor at this point on the miami side and they've been dinged up for the last month or so it seems like uh, the big one is probably raheem Mostert. he's limited and limited which i guess is progress to- towards him being available this weekend Tyreek Hill also limited and limited and devon a Chan, limited and limited if i had to guess i think all three of those guys are probably on the field sunday and then jalen waddle the other one limited and limited so i'm thinking miami offense We'll be at full strength. I don't know if they're 100% healthy, but they're all going to be out there on the field in this one. Uh, And Deshaun Elliott, Javon Holland, Xavier Howard, we'll see about these guys. I did want to pull up the the weather because the weather is pretty bad in the Midwest up here this weekend, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be bad over here in Kansas City. Let me go to wildcard weekend here. Um, Forecast coming soon. Well, let's go look at that. Let's look at Kansas City weather. So I know it's going to be cold. There might be some wind coming in um, Saturday. Okay. So bitterly cold. This is during the day. At night, bitterly cold, negative six, partly cloudy skies during the evening will give away to cloudy skies overnight. Low of negative six degrees, winds northwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. So not looking good there. The start time for this game. Uh, what time does this game start at? 7.15 at night. So it's going to be frigid cold. That kind of puts the the damper on Miami's offense a little bit. But you never know. This will affect both teams, I think, quite a bit. And uh, yeah, man, they're calling for negative six. It's going to be eight degrees but with that wind chill uh, minus six here. So very, very cold game. Did these two teams play each other earlier in the year? I can't recall. Let's see the Kansas City Chiefs' schedule. Did they play Miami? I don't remember. Miami. Okay, so back in week nine, Kansas City versus Miami. This one was uh, at Kansas City, and they were able to pull it off 21-14. to Let's look at the box score here just to see what was going on. Uh, Kansas City scored all 21 points in the first half. Miami scored all 14 of their points in the second half. Mahomes, two touchdowns, 185 yards. Pacheco, 66 yards. Not a big offensive day here. Noah Gray was the leading receiver. Travis Kelsey, 3 for 14. So this Miami defense really held them to not a lot of numbers here. 93 rushing yards is okay, but only 174 passing yards. That's not going to cut it. Uh, from Mahomes. Uh Tua 193 and a touchdown. Raheem Moster played well, 12 for 85 and a touchdown. Uh no Devon A-chan on this one. So that might be the difference here. Tyreek 8 for 62. Waddle 3 for 42. So no A-Chan. We'll see if the Chiefs can kind of get some more things going here. Kelsey 3 for 14. That's pretty crazy. I think was this, yeah, this was the Frankfurt game. Way back in uh, in September October here, so I don't know if we can learn too much about this game. It's a neutral site game. Mahomes and the, and the Chiefs were able to pull it out. Pull it out. Uh, But let's open it up and look at some things a little bit here. Top touchdown scorers, they're giving Pacheco a touchdown. He's the only one with minus odds, so minus 140 on Pacheco to score. They do have Kelsey number two at plus 100, Tyreek Hill plus 120. Uh, And then right now they're giving HN more touchdown numbers here than uh, Raheem Mostert. So plus 115 for HN, plus 135 for Mostert. And uh, again, like I said, I do expect the Dolphins to have everybody out there, but I don't know. Let's see how this is going to go. I want to look at the fantasy points allowed numbers here. And let's see what we got. Can I type in Miami? All right. So Miami's defense here, they were allowing the 19th most points per game. They were pretty generous against QBs and a little bit more generous against wide receivers. Um, Very good against the running backs, though, the Dolphins. I pull up the numbers against running backs here. Miami ranked eighth. Only about 19 points a game here. So if Kansas City wants to get this game going, they have to get Pacheco going. That's going to be the one to to watch. I think if Pacheco has a good game, the Chiefs are more likely to win. Uh, and Kansas City is a really good run defense too. They're only giving up about 20 points per game here to the running back. So A-chan and Mostert, I think just with the weather, like this game is going to be all about Pacheco versus Miami's duo of Mostert and A-chan. And if I'm correct, Let's take a look here. The Dolphins are bad against wide receivers here. So it might be a Rashi Rice uh, opportunity here. I think he would be a decent play if you're doing any lineups or betting. Uh, And then the Dolphins are bad against tight ends, So Kelsey Rice and Pacheco. We know that's the offense. I think that's going to be what I lean with. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be able to pull it off at home. I'm not sure, though, if that four and a half is enough. This game should be tight. Again, the, the Chiefs were able to win by seven back in uh frankfurt on a neutral field these teams are a lot different though and no hn in this game here i might i might give the dolphins the four and a half this game might be down to a field goal Uh, but fun game let's move on to the sunday games here the steelers and the bills not my most favorite game of the weekend here uh pittsburgh at buffalo buffalo 10 point favorites here 36 point Total, it's weird because this is the largest spread of ten points, and it's also the lowest game total of thirty-six total points here. So it's it's probably not going to be the best game to watch. Obviously, um, TJ Watt has been ruled out already in this one. Let's go ahead and look at the Steelers uh, injury reports. And I know it's early. Uh, these guys play on Sunday. They're not going to have too much information out on Wednesday today. Uh, but Najee Harris didn't practice today with a knee injury. He's going to be fine. They already did rule out TJ Watt. We'll see about to this offensive guard here, somalo. And uh, everything else looks fine here. But obviously the big one is TJ Watt. I expect the rest of the Steelers to be relatively healthy. On the Buffalo Bills side of things, Gabe Davis Basically not going to play. He's got a a knee PCL issue. Uh, Maybe if the, if the bills win and they should win, uh, maybe he is a guy that can be ready to go next week. The two that I'm really watching though is on defense. Razul Douglas and Taylor Rapp. Both those guys got injured last week. Did not practice to open the week here. Not sure if they're going to be able to go. Buffalo's defense has been kind of dinged up and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, But we kind of expect Buffalo to do what they need to do. You know, this game is going to be in Josh Allen's hands. There's no TJ Watts. I, the 10 point spread is kind of a lot, even though it's in Buffalo, but a low, low point total here. A little bit nervous about that. The touchdown scores, they're saying Josh Allen's going to run for one minus 110. That's the best odds to score a touchdown in this game. Uh, I do like James Cook. And then, I mean, I don't expect Gabe Davis to play. So once he gets ruled out, uh, Stefan Diggs' numbers might tighten up a little bit. Maybe Khalil Shakir, Dalton Kincaid's numbers bump up a little bit. Let's look at the fantasy points allowed here. I just want to see how good of a matchup we're looking at for our Bills players and Dolph, or Bills and Steelers guys. All right, so both pretty good against the QB. Pittsburgh 11th here, allowing about 15 points per game. The Bills rank sixth, so we'll give the advantage to Josh Allen fantasy points allowed to the running back here both the same uh I'm gonna give the slight advantage to James Cook uh I like the Steelers but they use two backs if you're playing a running back you want to get James Cook in there but I I do think Jalen Warren can be a weapon in this one if if the Patriot if the Steelers are playing from behind that means more Warren in the passing game here so I would rank them Cook, Warren, Najee Harris, Receiver points here. Steelers about average. Bills a little bit tighter. But again, we mentioned the injuries to Razul and a couple other players on defense. Uh, This, this is going to be Stefan Diggs' game. If there's going to be a game here, it's going to be in Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen's hands. And then against tight end, the Steelers are pretty bad. They rank 25th here, so I wouldn't be surprised if Dalton Kincaid has himself a nice little game here. So kind of like the Kincaid plus 360 here. If no Gabe Davis, that means it's it's Diggs, it's Cook obviously Josh Allen with the legs, but uh, otherwise Dalton Kincaid might be a fun bet here. So Steelers at Bills, I I don't know if I trust again. I don't know if I trust that minus 10 here, but I do think Buffalo uh, has a chance to do what they want. Uh, this game's going to be fun. The Packers at the Dallas Cowboys. We're watching a lot of practice reports here for Green Bay. They're still not sure if they're getting their star receiver back, Christian Watson, A.J. Dillon, questionable of the neck. He was the only player not to practice today. For the Packers, you have Christian Watson all the way down here with a limited participant. So good news here. Packers got a lot of guys questionable. Romeo, Jair, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, a couple other uh, secondary players here. But... uh, I would say, you know Aaron Jones is going to play. I would assume Romeo Dobbs is going to play, but he didn't finish the game last week, if I recall. So we'll watch for Dobbs tomorrow and Friday, Uh, but I still don't know about Christian Watson. I would have loved to see him play last week and get on the field, but he did not. Um, So we'll watch the health of him. Jaden Reed's fine after his chest scare, uh, and then Luke Musgrave got his legs back underneath him last week, so he's good to go. So basically just Dylan and Watson for the Packers. On the Cowboys side of things, Stephon Gilmore got hurt. He left that game early last week. Uh, I'm looking at, uh, this is a true 50, 50. I don't know anything about Stefan Gilmer here, but did not practice to start the week. And then Jonathan Hankins here, a rotational defensive tackle, a couple guys just getting a couple days off. Cowboys look to be in pretty good health here. Uh, these teams did not play each other this year, but, uh, we, we, we all of course know the splits of Dallas at home. That's where they want to be. And, uh, they're giving they're giving 7.5 to Dallas here, 50 total implied, 50 and a half total implied in this one. I like this one. Uh, the Packers offense has been one of the better offenses the last month or so, and, and the Cowboys, again, at home. This one probably goes over 50. I, I would imagine three touchdowns on each side for sure, and whoever gets that fourth touchdown is probably going to end up doing it. So upwards of six to seven touchdowns in this game with maybe a couple of field goals probably gets it over 50 points. Look at the touchdowns. I think in the other games, there wasn't a lot of teams that had minus uh, players to score, but they're giving touchdowns to C.D. Pollard, and Aaron Jones in this one. Even Jake Ferguson's got a plus 130 next to his name here. So it's looking like they're like, they like Dak to throw some points here. Let me, let's, let's go ahead and look here at what Dallas and Green Bay are giving up for points. Uh, it wasn't too long ago, man, Green Bay's defense gave up the NFC player of the week to like Baker Mayfield, Tommy DeVito, and Bryce Young all in a row. So, like, I have a feeling advantage Dak Prescott in this one. I still like Jordan Love because he can move with his legs. Uh, But both teams, okay. You know, there's not a glaring obvious matchup here. Packers middle of the road. Cowboys a little bit tighter. Uh, I'll I'll give the edge to Dak Prescott just a little bit here because he's at home. Uh, The running back points here. Green Bay ranks 20th. Dallas ranks 9th. We'll give it – I don't really trust the, the Cowboys to run with Tony Pollard. I think I'm going to give the edge to Aaron Jones in the passing game. He's ran for over hundred yards. And I think three straight games. I'm thinking Aaron Jones is the running back. I'd rather play receivers. Green Bay pretty good against receivers too. They ranked top 10 Dallas Cowboys ranked fifth CD lamb. He's going to continue to do what he does. I wouldn't expect, I mean, I would expect him to score a touchdown. He's the guy that's probably my favorite to score a touchdown in this game, but uh green Bay is good somehow. Like they got rid of a lot of their, like, It doesn't make sense. They still have Jair got rid of Razul. They lost Eric Stokes. Their secondary has a bunch of guys that you don't know the names, but they somehow play. Okay. Green Bay likes to have teams run the ball on them. So uh, maybe they dare Tony Pollard to, uh, to get carries and not so much Dak Prescott, but CD lamb. That's the matchup here. If CD lamb can, can do big things, that's exactly what green Bay does not want. So they want them to run the ball uh, and we'll see it. Jaden Reed play. Jaden Reed. Gene Reed's been on fire lately. And then keep an eye on Dontavian Wicks. If, uh, if if you need someone cheap in your lineups or anything like that, Dontavian Wicks has been great. Tight ends. Dallas is really good against tight end. Green Bay's been using Kraft lately the last month and a half, and he's been fantastic. Uh, but otherwise, Luke Musgrave's back. Go with Jake Ferguson if you need a tight end in this zone. Uh, but, man, it's it's these teams are both good. Like The Packers defense, it's got decent numbers, but they give up a lot of big plays and a, a lot of third down conversions here. I think just looking at this one, we expect the Cowboys to score at least, you know, three touchdowns. It's just a matter of does CeeDee get two, does Pollard get two, what gets them to the fourth touchdown. Um, I, I, I have a feeling Green Bay is going to keep this one closer than people expect. If the Packers can go in there and put up, you know, a touchdown and a field goal or something in the first quarter and kind of just get get themselves a decent foundation for the rest of the game, that's what's going to, you know, be their recipe to win the game. Cowboys probably win it, but I think the Packers cover the seven and a half. Fun game, though. Uh, Look, they're giving the Cowboys plus 310 defensive touchdown. So, interesting. Um, And they're also, wow, they're not giving Jordan Love a rushing touchdown. They're giving him plus 500 for a rushing touchdown, and they're giving Dak plus 280. That's kind of backwards, in my opinion. Good evening, sport dog. Uh, I don't have any skin in the game. Our league ended in week 16 with Dallas back on track. The screen They have a chance running or is the pass what they need to have any chance. I'm glad you asked. Uh, I, I also don't have any, skin. I'm basically at this point, I'm just doing, uh, either probably DraftKings, uh, maybe a little bit of sports bets, uh, this weekend. Uh, no, I have a couple of best balls, but, uh, otherwise Packers recipe, I think in this one, obviously the Cowboys, we know they're good. We know they are good. Um, They're the third best defense this season, allowing fantasy points here. Uh, I think the advantage that Green Bay has is they got a lot of weapons, man. You're talking Aaron Jones, you're talking Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs, Dontavian Wicks, two tight ends, maybe Christian Watson, maybe A.J. Dillon. They have a lot of weapons that they can distribute the ball to. So that could keep, you know, Dallas's defense on its heels if they're continuing to spread the ball. And I think that's the best way. And the best way to do that, I think, is through the pass. I think Green Bay is going to want to throw the ball and open up the run. Um Aaron Jones has looked fantastic the last three games here. They get him going. They get some quick, easy passes. Uh, Green Bay's best way to win this game, I think, is to score early and kind of maintain. They do not They do not want to be playing from behind. Um, so I have a feeling we're going to know the vibe of this game within the first couple drives. If Green Bay's not having success, that's going to be a long afternoon for them. So I, I think it's a balance of both. The, the way they've been playing the last few games on offense, Jordan Love's been very efficient, getting the ball out quickly, not taking sacks not making a lot of stupid tight throws. He's he's just been getting the ball out to his checkdowns, finding the deep play when it's there, and running the ball successfully with Aaron Jones. I think it's a it's a blend. It's a combination of things. And just when you have, like, it might be one of those games where you see a stat where Jordan Love has, you know, his first 10 completions are to seven or eight different receivers. They're just spreading the ball out and finding the weakness in the defense. That, to me, is Green Bay's best chance of winning this game. Uh, but I'm excited. We'll see if the Packers can keep up. I don't think the Packers will win, but I I do think they're going to show, uh, a good fight in Dallas. Uh, this game is probably the best game of the weekend Rams at the lions. You have the fun matchup of Stafford returning to Detroit, Jared Goff defending against Matthew Stafford and the Rams, a fun little wrinkle to this. And this game's got the most implied points of the weekend, 51 and a half lions, three point home favorites. And I don't, I'm I'm kind of nervous about that. I think the Rams are coming into this one feeling pretty good about themselves. Lions, they're probably not going to get Sam Laporta back this week. Let's open up those reports. Laporta, DNP with a knee. Khalif Raymond, their special teams, kind of wide receiver 3-4, questionable the knee injury. Those are two big dings on offense here because, I mean, those guys – When it wasn't Gibbs or Amin Ra or David Montgomery making plays, it was these guys stepping up. So they might have to pull up some other players. Maybe Jamison Williams and Josh Reynolds get a little bit more on their plate this week. Uh, But two, two significant offensive and special teams changes here. So Detroit, Uh, Other than those two, they look to be in pretty good health. You got a lot of full practices and a couple, you know, guys just resting today. So that looks fine there. If I go over to the Rams, the Rams already rested most of their guys last weekend. So I'm feeling good about their schedule here. Jordan Fuller, questionable. No boom, the tackle questionable. And Troy Reader, a backup linebacker, I believe. Uh, But otherwise, I would say the Rams look to be in good shape here. We'll see about Tyler Higbee. Uh, But otherwise, Lions kind of limp into this one. I know they won some games to end the year, but that Laporta loss, Stings quite a bit in terms of touchdowns in this game. They're giving one to Gibbs, to Monty, and Kieran Williams. I think the running backs are where it's going to be. One of these guys probably doesn't score. I think it's a lot of touchdowns. Uh, I again, they're, they're putting Sam Laporta here at plus 125. I think right now I would probably go ahead and lock in into St. Brown touchdown, uh, just because I, I have a feeling he's going to be the guy that that leads the team in targets, receptions, yards. So uh, I would be interested in that plus one 10 ticket for um, and Ra. Uh, and then Puka, man, Puka's been on fire the last few games. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think you're probably looking at, again, upwards of six to seven touchdowns in that game. So don't be afraid to, to spread it around. Uh, you can do the old – one of my favorite bets is like when you see two players on the same team and they're plus odds, take them together. You know, you can put say, – say you put 20 down on a Puka touchdown, it's going to pay up 42 if Huka scores and Cooper Cup doesn't, you're still making your money back. If there's a chance both these guys score, that's where the big win comes. But basically, it's, it's a, a one-for-two bet. If one of the guys scores, you get your money back at least in a little extra. Uh, but let's look at the numbers in this one. Um, Detroit, we'll kind of punch these in here. All right, at the top here, Lions defense not great. They ranked 25th on the year. The Rams about average. The Lions and the Rams both really bad against QB. So this might be a game that gets out of hand pass happy here. Uh, both teams allowed over 4,000 passing yards, 24 and 28 touchdowns. The Lions with more interceptions. um, The Rams only got 10 interceptions on the year, Uh, but overall I, I think both teams allowing 19 fantasy points per game to the quarterback. This is, you know, if you're setting a drafting lineup, I think this game in the green Bay Packers Cowboys game is where you want to pick your quarterback from the running backs. You're looking at the top two teams in the entire NFL this year in fantasy points allowed at the position. These two were the best, both about 16 points per game to running back. So the strength of this team, you know, for the Rams, it's Kieran Williams and then the one, two punch of Monty and Gibbs on paper here, tough matchups for both these guys, and, and you can see the touchdown odds were in their favor. The Rams only gave up seven touchdowns all year running backs, and the Lions only gave up nine. So, uh, you know, that's almost like a 50% chance that these guys score, but I, I would lean into the running backs, I think, this week. So uh, the, Li- the, the, the Lions were really good all year long, um, really strong against rushing yards. The, you can run on the Rams here. They didn't really score a lot, though, uh, and then the receptions here are pretty good here. So we'll see. Uh, but otherwise the wide receivers lines, very bad against wide receivers. So I like Puka and Cooper cup. Maybe, I don't know if, uh, is, is Tutu at playing? I don't know. Demarcus Robinson's been a nice dart throw lately here too. Uh, and the Rams are pretty bad against receiver as well, but I would lean into Puka. I would lean into, uh, to Cooper cup. I, I think I, I'm probably going to end up setting a lineup where I go with Stafford Puka and Cooper cup and, and just do a big Stafford returns stack. And then both teams below average against tight end. I, I think with no Laporta, no Higby, I'm not really interested in the tight end. So it's all feeling back to the receivers, Puka, Cooper, uh, as well as Amon Ross, St. Brown. And then uh, it's going to be risky, but if you want to take a chance on Josh Reynolds, Jameson Williams, those guys are going to have opportunities to make some big plays in this one. But I, again, I'm leaning toward like the Lions defense is not great. Stafford coming back home, like man, this this one has the makings to me uh, of the Rams. I think I'm going to take the plus three for the Rams in this one, even if they don't win, you know they can still cover that three easily. But I, I do think the Rams come in here and upset the Detroit Lions. Uh, they just haven't really looked like a juggernaut the last month and a half or so. Ever, ever since Thanksgiving, really, they they kind of stumbled. But let's finish up with our last game here: the Eagles at the Buccaneers. Uh, Eagles on the road, they're three point favorites, 44 implied in this one. We have to watch the health of a few guys. We're looking at AJ Brown on Philadelphia who injured and it's Monday. This game's on Monday night. So we don't have the reports in here yet, but there's a chance AJ Brown doesn't play in this game. And I saw Jalen hurts has an issue with his, with his ring finger on his throwing hand. So pay attention to the Eagles reports over the, the coming days here. I'm not sure what's going on here. If I look at the numbers here for touchdowns, they're giving one to hurts Rashad white. AJ Brown is in here. Um, but man, I, I think if there's a if there's an upset brewing, like this might be the one. You're talking about the Eagles losing a lot of games to end the season. Their defense is very bad. Very, very bad. They were 31st on the season in allowing fantasy points per game. And they were one of the worst teams against quarterback all season long, allowing 20 fantasy points per game to quarterback. They allowed 35 passing touchdowns. That's over two per game. Um, So Baker Mayfield, I think if there's a bet out there where he's at one and a half touchdowns, I'm taking the over in this one. Um, The Eagles here dead last against wide receivers. They allowed 27 touchdowns to wide receivers. That's about one and a half touchdowns per game here. So I I think to me, I'm looking at Mike Evans. That's the guy in terms of passing props here. If I look at passing touchdowns, I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. I'm probably going to pair that with a Mike Evans touchdown. I, I think that's where this team wants to go. Baker Mayfield, probably having a good game. Mike Evans, I know he's having a good game. It's just a matter. Can Chris Godwin have a good game? Can Rashad white run the ball? The Eagles are actually surprisingly good against the run. Well, maybe not surprisingly here. That's one of their better spots on defense, but it's hard to run on them. I don't think Rashad white's going to have success through uh, running the ball, but passing and catching the ball. I think that's where he can. The Eagles were pretty bad allowing 80 receptions to running backs this year. So I like white catching the ball. Um, a lot of unknowns on the Eagles side here. If I'm assuming Jalen Hurts is going to play through it, but if they don't have A.J. Brown, man, you're, you're looking at Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard and DeAndre Swift uh, getting a lot of work on their plate here. And Tampa Bay's defense, man, like they're very good against the run. I'm not expecting a huge Swift game if that's the case, but you can, very similar defenses. You can throw on both the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay pretty bad against wide receivers, quarterbacks, uh, and I believe tight ends here as well. Let me just type that in here. Uh, Yeah, both bottom half units against the tight end position here. So I can't really give as much of a a good preview on this one. But, again, we're watching the health of A.J. Brown. I'm assuming Jalen Hurts is going to play. But uh, it just feels like an upset's brewing here. I'm probably going to go Tampa Bay plus three here. The Eagles just have not been themselves for the last month and a half. They've had a lot of injuries and just weird things on defense. Uh, Tampa Bay, you're you're feeling pretty good about the matchup here. I think between Green Bay – the Rams and the Eagles. You, you you probably would take the Eagles as the team you want to play here. So uh, to recap here, I guess with my picks, I'm gonna go back here and this, this is just gonna be my picks straight up. I'm not picking against the spread or the totals or anything. Uh, give me the Texans to win. Give me the Chiefs to win. Give me the Bills. Give me the Cowboys. Give me the Rams and give me the Buccaneers. Those are my wild card predictions for the week, and those may change if, if you know things pop up over the week here, but. Uh, we got Sport Dog coming in here saying, "Will the fellowship run the same format next year?" I like what you did—the fantasy football playbook. I saved us a lot of time using it. Yeah, I am. Um, I pl- I'm, I'm not quite sure what the what the format is. Um, I would like to run the playbook back for sure. I'm not sure if I'm going to paywall it this year. I did run it out for free, and I got a lot of people using it, so I like that it was. Uh, free and and, and accessible for everybody to use. Uh, I might put a bunch of free stuff on there. And then if if to get behind a paywall, there might be like a a little, you know, five or $10 fee to get to the projections, but not sure what I want to do yet. I do want to get something on the website, but there will be There will be free rankings and there will be free content out for sure. But I I think I have to figure out what I want to do yet. I'm not quite sure. But the playbook, I thought, worked really well last year. There's a lot of free content and and good things for everybody to to get prepped for the draft. So uh, I'd like to do something similar. I'm just not sure how I want to present it yet. But there will definitely be uh, some draft prep and some guide stuff coming for you guys. But that's going to do it for me. I'm out of town for the rest of the weekend. So enjoy guys. Good luck with all your sports betting, fantasy leagues, playoff leagues, whatever you got, pick them. And uh, yeah, thank you guys. Good luck. We'll see you next time. Peace.